Hello, adventurers, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the World of Azuria podcast. My name is Beth Ball, and I'm the author of the Age of Azuria epic fantasy series, which we'll be exploring in this show. In some episodes, we'll be swept away into the magical world of Azuria as I read chapters from the novels and stories. In others, we'll dive into the lore behind Azuria, and I'll answer your questions about the world, characters, and more. If you enjoy epic fantasy worlds, immersive settings, nature-based magic, and vivid characters, then this podcast is for you. In our second season, we're traveling through Buried Heroes, book one in the Age of Azuria series. This episode covers the novel's prologue, where we follow a familiar character on a dangerous quest. I'm so excited to share this novel with you. I've been really looking forward to it since we started the podcast earlier this year. To find out what happens next, before new episodes release every Tuesday, you can purchase Buried Heroes at bethballbooks.com shop or at your favorite book retailer. So if you're ready, let's start our adventure. The sharp ends of tree branches tore at Yvain's face and hair as she darted through the forest. Her breaths came quickly, her heart pumping adrenaline into her veins to maximize the fleeting seconds she might have before Lucien captured his prey. Yvain discarded the flashes of regret behind her flying footsteps. After she saved Fiona, she could apologize for dismissing her. She only needed to ensure the survival of one more druid in the world. They were each necessary to the others. Fiona's role had to be more complex than sacrifice. A scream flickered through the trees ahead, and Yvain groaned, pushing herself harder. What had happened? Had he caught the elf already? She called on the latent fate energy buried deep within. Green ripples of vitality ricocheted off nearby branches and joined her magical aura. Only used as a last resort, this gathering of natural power would serve as a beacon, declaring her position to the dark forces that sought to destroy her and her allies. But in this moment, she had to see what transpired, despite the loss of anonymity. Yvain's vision narrowed, her eyes burned, molten gold as nearby spirits surrounded her. They blotted out any details she didn't need to see, freed her focus to the two souls ahead. Ancient lines of sacred trees, rooted through centuries of upheaval elsewhere in the world, crashed into one another in the corners of her eyes as the spirits swarmed around them, dimming their visual presence. They would be there, waiting for her after the confrontation was over. Fiona might not be. A wing of possibility caught on the wind. Fiona fled and the forest grew behind her to protect her. Perhaps Lucian might be stopped this time. But she was already too late. A few thousand feet ahead of Yvain's pounding footsteps, at the edge of her heightened senses, the attack unfolded. Fiona fell, exhausted, at the base of a towering silver tree. The scarlet canopy of the autumn wood above her trembled, and the leaves recoiled as evil stalked closer to the elven druid, one of their protectors against the greedy ravages of the outside world. Even from a great distance, Yvain could feel the tree's desire to catch Fiona in its branches, but something held it fast. A tall, cloaked figure glided closer to the woman's shaking form. As Lucian's fungus-ridden cape caressed the earth, the young grasses and freshly fallen tree petals became perfumed with the stench of death. Fiona, his voice sighed out, half from his mouth, half from his decaying throat. The elf screamed in terror as her eyes lit upon his face. You are perhaps the most interesting of those I've tracked. The greatest challenge, we'll say, if that's of any comfort. 
The druid tried to pick herself up from the ground, but Lucian withdrew a thin, gray-green arm from beneath his robe and, with a simple twirl of his long, delicate fingers, her body grew rigid and she collapsed back to the forest floor. Yvain ran faster, trying desperately to arrive before he was able to finish his task, but already the silver-tinged glow faded from the elven woman's face. With a cry that originated from her very core, Fiona arched her back against the magic holding her and clutched at the moon-shaped charm around her neck. Yvain felt the despair as her own when the druid was unable to shapeshift, a special ability enabled by the crescent pendant. A low sob escaped from Fiona's throat as she grabbed onto a root with her other hand and pulled herself forward. Surely in this moment, the forest would be able to protect her. She could sense Fiona willing an explosion of vines into existence. Again, the forest desire pulsed in Yvain's heart, but no vines appeared. Fiona's labored breathing pressed on her ears, urgent, and Yvain shuddered at the heavy, wet breaths of the pursuer. Beneath each of their exhalations of life and death, the burnished oak and her fellows groaned. No matter the powers of the spell or their own wishes, they could do nothing to aid Fiona. Tsk, 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 my dear. A gray-green hand reached down toward the druid's walnut-brown hair and selected a set of lightly curled strands. She looked up at him in horror as each breath grew more strained in her chest cavity. You won't be able to perform any of your tricks in my presence. Lucian withdrew his other bony, half-decomposed hand from beneath his robes to show her the large black ring that clung to his rotting finger. It took quite a long while to discover these, hidden away within the Shadowlands, but I succeeded nonetheless. I have an excess of time now, as you and your kind once did. He smiled. But my, how things change. Dark stones were designed to restrict other magical energies, particularly nature-based magic as... He inhaled deeply over her head. Yours most certainly seems to be. Yvain leapt over a fallen tree. She would be upon them in a moment. Spectral fairy wings sprouted from her shoulders, and another breath of hope entered her lungs. Stay strong, Fiona. Relax, and this will all be over soon, Lucian purred. He swirled Fiona's hair in his hand. Yvain choked on bile at the sight. If she could catch him and rescue Fiona, they could bring an end to this particular aspect of their greater enemy. Alessandra wouldn't expect to lose one of her servants so soon. Fiona's hand darted out and struck Lucian's throat. The elven woman was more powerful than he had reckoned, and the dark stone didn't render her immobile as it did many of the others. The contact with his skin covered the back of Fiona's hand in pus and spores. She screamed as the poison began to do its work, nearly all her energy sapped by the necrotic ring. Lucian clutched his hand to his neck and growled. His fingers dug in and reformed the injured areas in a fresh layer of fungus. Enough! I grow tired of this. He snapped his fingers and the earth around Fiona roiled. Two narrow sets of feline shoulders emerged from the soil and warm dirt cascaded to the ground. No! Yvain shouted. If she could distract him with more promising prey, perhaps she could save Fiona. Madeline! Michaela! Show our guest below. Lucian's cold, dead eyes searched the clearing until he found Yvain's speeding form closing the distance between them. The corners of his mouth lifted. 
Shadows continued to rise from beneath the earth and took the shape of two hulking tigers made of smoke and darkness. Their entry left open an abyss that led directly to the Shadowlands. I'll send my regards to your mother then, shall I? Lucian called out to Yavin. Fiona opened her mouth to scream, but the dark maws that had emerged from the depths claimed her body and dragged her below. Fiona! Yvain cried. Her wings, finally ready, lifted her into the air and propelled her the remaining distance to the clearing as the druid slipped beneath the surface. At the edge of the dark stone sphere of influence, twenty feet off the ground, the magic pulsing inside her stopped and her wings vanished. She didn't need her special vision to see Lucian's smirk as she plummeted to the earth below. Her momentum dragged her along the forest floor, and she collided with the base of one of the grove's oldest trees. Her breath burst from her body. Lucian stood over her panting frame. I have been expecting you, Yvain. I am pleased you did not miss your cue. We shall meet again soon. The lich's foul form floated into the portal he had summoned between the plains and disappeared deep into the realm of shadow. Yvain lay motionless on the ground, unable to pick herself up. When her breath finally returned, she scrambled forward to where Fiona had lain only moments before. The druid's crescent moon necklace rested against the leaves and scattered dirt. The gold charm was cold, even though it had recently rested so close to the heart of its keeper. Had Fiona left it behind on purpose, knowing her successor was coming? Please, I only need a few days, Fiona had said after she arrived outside Yvain's secluded home high in the Frostmall Mountains. It's too dangerous for us to be so close together. He'll sense it. Yvain, he already has. He's following me. So you decided to lead him here? She shut her eyes against the memory. If Fiona had known to come find her then, just on the edge of their waiting's end, it would only be a matter of time before Lucian made moves of his own if he hadn't already. She needed to act now. Yvain ran her fingers over the dry leaves that had last touched the druid. Their life suddenly sucked away as Fiona's would soon be inside Lucian's lair. She pulled their corpses into her chest as she sobbed. There was one less soul in their conclave. Fiona was gone. She had failed again. A breeze of cool night air roused her from the ground. Whispers started through the trees, vying for her attention. The spirits knew another was coming. Someone returned, yet knew. The ancient mountain site was only a few days' travel to the south. She had time to prepare. Yvain's cheeks lifted against her dried tears as she smiled. For the first time, they would have the upper hand. Thank you so much for joining me for today's adventure through Buried Heroes and the World of Azuria. If you'd like to find out more about me or my fiction, you can find me at bethballbooks.com. You can also find my books worldwide at your favorite bookstore or ask your local librarian to add them to the library catalog. To stay up to date with the world of Azuria and be the first to know about upcoming fiction projects, visit bethballbooks.com join. I would love for you to be a part of my reading community, The Story Enclave, and as a special thanks to you, for a limited time, you'll receive a free ebook copy of Aurora when you sign up. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at BethBallAuthor or on Twitter at GroveGuardian. Or you can email me, Beth at BethBallBooks.com. 
Today's episode is sponsored by Song of Parting, a prequel novella for the Age of Azuria series situated between Aurora and Buried Heroes. But don't worry, you can read it either before or after Buried Heroes without the story being spoiled for you. You can purchase all of the books in the Age of Azuria series, including Song of Parting and Buried Heroes, at bethbobbooks.com shop or at your favorite bookseller. If you enjoyed our time together today and would like to hear more about stories set in Azuria, you can support the podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash groveguardianpress. Look for the Fae and Damon Tears. I hope you'll join me next Tuesday, March 30th, for Chapter 1 of Buried Heroes. The theme song for this podcast was created by Garrett Rose of The Bardic Inspiration, who you can find on Instagram or Patreon at The Bardic Inspiration. Happy travels, and I hope that we'll be adventuring together again soon.